listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, also glad to have you with us if you happen to be listening to this later on through the podcast. But in any case, thanks for joining our show today. The folks who are joining me today, a gentleman named Mike Artson and a lady named Kelly Edinger, are with a company called Amraxa. And I met these folks uh, a few months ago. I don't remember exactly what month it was. We were out at the Land Surveyors Association of Washington conference and I happened to walk into a room where they were and we were having a conversation. And I thought to myself, this would be a good topic for our radio show. And I guess we're a couple of months out from that. I'm I'm thinking back, Mike and Kelly, exactly when that was. I think it might have been in February. I'm not really sure. But nonetheless, uh, I appreciate you both being on on the show with me today. Thank you so much. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cold, I remember. (laughs) Yes, it was. Although I don't think it was as rainy as it normally is when I'm in Washington. So, but you guys, you guys are based in Washington, right? That's correct. We're based in Redmond, Washington. In Redmond, okay. Well, maybe we should start out and get a little information for our our listeners on on the two of you, or maybe we start with the company and then how the two of you. Um, play into what's happening at the company. So I'll, I'll let you have that choice. If you want to talk about Amraxa first and tell the basics about what the, the company does and then perhaps each the positions that each of you have there. Sure, thank you. So um, Amraxa was started in 2007. It's a woman's owned business. Uh, it's uh, been uh, uh, growing successfully every year since then. Uh, we do SharePoint we do Office 365. We do other cloud services. Uh, we do share. Uh, we do um, online collaboration and workflows, uh, including CRM. Well, we're not bound to just the Microsoft technologies, of course. It's just that that uh, we find is uh, one of the more successful areas. So, so um, that's the Maxra. And um, then myself, uh, I've been in technology for far too long. Um, that's why I have the grey hair. And uh, I speak everything from, uh, from, from VMS and um, some of the mainframe languages all the way through to the, uh, the, the new cloud environment with Azure and, um, and the various other services. Uh, Kelly, do you want to give us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Morning. Um, I am Director of uh, Solutions Delivery at Amastra. And I have a background in web design, but I've also been working in SharePoint for about seven years. And I've been expanding upon that since I came to Amaxtra, but that really is the core of what I do. Um, And I try to approach everything um, from a technology agnostic point of view, though, and really get down to the business problems and where we can help streamline and help people collaborate and make the most out of any investments that they've made. So are, are all the services provided in um, um, the online environment or are there other services that you might deliver or perhaps go to somebody's company or how does all that work? We do a little bit of uh, on-premise, but we live mostly, at, uh, we work in the cloud at the company. We have for a very long time and that's where we try to live most of the time. I see. So I guess I, I guess one could say when your your parents were telling you when you're younger to shoot for the stars, you 
decided to land in the cloud instead. Yes, we did. <laughs> but uh, that's a good place to be these days, from 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 what I understand. Um, I'm I'm curious. When I first saw you guys, of course, I, we were both doing sessions, and I just walked into the to a room, and and you were talking there a bit, and we had a, a, a short conversation. But when you were talking to the surveyor group there at LSAW, what was the focus primarily? Um, the focus was how we uh, take the cloud technologies and apply them in uh, industries, particularly for the mobile worker and the worker who needs access to a lot of data but needs to be flexible enough to do that while they're, uh, while, while they're traveling around. So, so the cloud is really good um, as, uh, as a resource for the, uh, uh, for the surveying industry because you're dealing with massive amounts of data but you need to get you know, accurate answers right now. So, so the cloud facilitates that. It also facilitates uh, communication. So for instance, from your smartphone these days, you can uh, do a lot of things from flying drones all the way through to just uh, your basic uh, communication, uh, sharing resources, sharing documents, and, um, and, and finding other information. So would that would that be a situation perhaps like, and I'm thinking back as a as an old surveyor here, being in the field, and one of the the I won't use the word challenge necessarily, but it's an, an issue surveyors have dealt with forever, and that is we gather data, and over time we've had various ways of gathering data, whether it was writing it down on a piece of paper or in a field book, and then carrying that back and and entering that data into some type of processing network, whether that might have been um, the oldest of computers or, or even before computers, um, and gathering data and sending data and then sort of reinterpreting it once we began to process it back in the office has always been a challenge because Sometimes you have information, and then you're thinking, okay, what was I actually doing there when that was going on? So it sounds to me as though, if I'm understanding this correctly, if would this allow someone who's gathering data in the field for a survey project to, some say, instantaneously transfer that data to back to the office where someone would begin to perhaps process it right away or, or while it's being gathered, or am I thinking too broadly? No, I think you're, you're spot on. Um, it's, it's about uh, getting the information when you need it as well. So it's, it's not just about uh, gathering data and, um, and, and uh, uploading that data, which can happen in the background seamlessly, but it's also about things like just running your business because you know most surveyors are running as a small business. There's not uh, a lot of large surveying firms, and as such, you don't want the inefficiency of running as a small business um, and then having to do all the admin as well. So it could be simple things like, um, you know, job control. I have to be here at this time, on this date. This is the information I need, and uh, these are my requirements. And this could be anything from a, a, a customer relationship management system or a CRM system through to a workflow that says this is what needs to be done. Uh, all the way through to the actual gathering of the, the, the data points, the, uh, uh, the, the, the geographical data points 
or even confirming the contact details of a uh, place where you're going to or, or uh, ensuring that you have permission, ensuring you have regulatory requirements with you so that you know exactly what you need to be doing or even looking up other people's information. You know, there might be some, some survey data that you have to validate or verify or you might have to, you know, discover while you're there that, that something isn't right here and you look it up and you say, okay, I can see what happened and this is, this is the accurate measurement that I need to update now. So would that, is that set up at this point to, and again, I'm thinking from the, from the field, per, field surveyor's perspective here, um, when, when we gather data, when surveyors gather, gather data to go out and do a project, uh, let's say we're going to survey someone's property, maybe we're going to do the boundary line, maybe we're going to uh, uh, collect data for topographic maps uh, for construction or design project, whatever. Um, and so when we go to the field, we take with us what we've gathered from whatever sources we have, whether it be at the local courthouse for the for the property information or, or from, say, National Geodetic Survey for control data, all those kind of things. So does does this mechanism allow me, if I'm in the field and I say, oh, my goodness, there's this particular piece of information I should have picked up at the, at the courthouse for an adjoining property owner or whatever. Of course, I guess this assumes that courthouse has capability to provide information like this. But would it allow me to do that kind of thing? If I forgot something, I could look it up? Exactly. Or uh, even a better scenario is when you're doing one job, and then your company or your client asks you to come over and go to the next place, which you really didn't plan for today. So now you're out in the field and you don't have the information with you. So then you're able to, to, to find the information. Um, and if it's a large data file, for instance, uh, you might even select it at the current site. So while you're driving to the next site, it's downloading the information for you so that by the time you get there, you've got everything you need. Well, I can certainly see that being a, a big advantage because how many times, I, I'm sure surveyors aren't the only people who, who've run into this situation, but how many times you're, are you out and you're going to a particular job and for some reason you aren't able to do the job you were going to do that day? Something has happened, that, and, and that could be any number of things. So uh, what I'm hearing you say is, at that point, with the service, I could then say, okay, well, we have this or other job or whoever my supervisor might be will say, okay, you can't do that today, so we're uploading the information for you now to go someplace else. That's right, yeah. Or you get redirected while you're somewhere, and, and by the time you get to the new job, uh, you have uh, uh, initiated that download, assuming that you have... Uh, uh, government or public records or, or, or private records you have access to that allow you to complete the next job, that allows you to, to, to collect that information so that when you arrive at the next job, you're armed and ready with uh, everything that you need to complete the job successfully. Um, you know, it's very, very uh, common for people to get redirected for all sorts of reasons. It could be that there's, you know, some, uh, uh, some change in, in plans or schedule, or it could be that there's an urgent job. And, and this flexibility is really one of the key benefits. Plus, the other thing is, too, on the financial side of things, it's always nice to get paid. And, uh, you know, you have uh, uh, even things like a mileage tracking program on your, uh, on your, your, um, 
uh, on your, your phone, for instance, that will allow you to, to track where you've been that day um, and you know, obviously to do your, your expenses um, or just for proof that you were there, you've got all sorts of other record-keeping requirements there as well that just it makes sense to, to, to use this uh, technology to, to make your day run easier. So in that in that particular case, I'm saying this somewhat facetiously, of course, but in in that scenario, we would be uh, our our survey crews might be like the long haul truckers now who can't stop along the way and do whatever they decide to do, and then head on down the road. Actually, in tracking, um, I as the supervisor could know where where the people are, right? <laughs> Yes, you can. Yeah, unless they turn their phone off, and that, you yeah. know, I'm sure that they would have, uh, um, have 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 uh, that excuse only used once. But uh, right, exactly. Yeah, no, and we're we're about ready to go to break, Mike. So so before we we do, uh, we got to go. So let's come back in about two minutes, and we'll uh, pick up again. Sure. Attention, surveyors. Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We're back with Mike Arson and, and Kaylee Edinger um, talking about Amraxa and the services that the company provides. In our first segment, we talked about general information and, and started to talk a bit about specific relevance to the surveying profession, which is obviously most of our our listeners. Um, and I have a couple more questions I want to ask about that, Mike. But as we were leaving, we were talking about the, the mileage tracking program and, and 
I'd made the comment about being able to know where people are so they don't go off doing whatever they want. And you had started to, to follow up on that when we went to break. So if you could continue along that line. Sure. Um, as I was saying, yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, information that that is just naturally being acquired by these smart devices, and it just makes sense to capitalize on them. So, for instance, you know, most phones have GPS in them, so they can track where you go and so on. Um, it also allows uh, a, a, another side of this as well, and and, and at a Maxra, we look at productivity uh, as a as a holistic thing rather than just trying to to, to sell you stuff. Um, we're never about selling you stuff. We're about what is it that you need to do and how can we make your life easier. And I'll give you an example of that is, uh, for instance, when somebody rings the office and they say, I was expecting my guy to be there 15 minutes ago, you know, where is he? Um, not that that's ever happened to anybody, but um, rather than disturbing the person who's probably stuck in traffic and focusing on what he, he's doing, uh, the office staff can sit, simply look at his uh, uh, at his location and say, "Yeah, I can see he's stuck on uh, the interstate, and he's uh, he's stuck in traffic. It looks like he's about you know two miles away. Um, he should be there very soon, or you know, give him some kind of accurate information on that, which is really really a positive thing for customer service because there's nothing worse than not knowing where somebody is." And, um, and, and you're not even disturbing the person who's trying to just concentrate on getting there. You're able to, to, to take that workload off them and give a better customer result at the same time. Yeah, and I could, I could see that actually being used in, in a proactive way if uh, you had reason to believe the, or if you were tracking where the people were and you saw there was going to be a problem, then... You could you could actually call the client ahead of time before they call, asking where they are to say, "Hey, we got a little issue here. I can see where that might be something that would uh, be a, a customer service kind of thing." You know, I really like where you're going in that. I think the reality is that people are a little bit too busy to be able to uh, provide that service most of the time. But uh, what I would say is that um, I actually uh, helped a, uh, a granite uh, kitchen delivery company implement something like that, where uh, where they were able to um, able to, to to increase their customer satisfaction by by providing that that rapid feedback of where people are, and they can see that the person is still at the previous job and give a heads up and say, look, I'm sorry, but it looks like this is just taking longer than we thought. Um, they haven't left yet, and it's going to be a you know, half-hour drive, they're going to be there around 3 instead of 2.30 as promised. So, yeah, managing customer expectation is something that you can absolutely do with uh, cloud technologies as just additional tool to, um, to to make your life easier. Yeah, I can see, uh, again, a little, a little off the survey track here, but, I mean, how many times do you have someone who says, we're going to be over to fix your washer or we're going to be over to patch the roof or whatever, and somebody in your family is taking off work to be there to, to wait for them, uh, and of course you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs and wondering where they are every second because they're supposed to be here between 9 and 11, whatever that's supposed to mean to you. So I can see where something like this would sort of maybe put your mind at ease or uh, even if you were close enough that if they gave you a call or let you know where 20 minutes away, you wouldn't even have to be at home necessarily if you're working down the street someplace. So 
I'm just looking at it. I'm, I'm thinking of my wife in this situation when she's taken off work <laughs> to sit at home for somebody to come over and do something that we need done, and how frustrating that can be sometimes when you. But if you get a call like that, it it certainly is. Uh, it's it's a good customer service thing, as you said. No no question about that. Yeah yeah. So to and and we're. Kelly, we're not intentionally leaving you out of the conversation here, so um, uh, jump in at, at any time. But uh, another couple of questions I had was, in utilizing the services, is there particular types of uh, equipment or any special kinds of equipment that are uh, are required, and then the sort of the underlying principle on wh- how this all works? I'll let Kelly answer that. Okay. So I will say with Office 365, it is literally um, any device that you have an Internet connection, and even then there are several things that you can access offline and then have the updates pushed back out to your servers, to the cloud, uh, once you have an Internet connection again. So it's one of the things that make working in the cloud such a wonderful thing. You're not tied to your desk. You're not tied to your, your laptop. As long as you even have a smartphone and an Internet connection, you can access all of your information. And they keep improving the app all the time. And they have them on Macs, Android, and Windows. So it's, it's such a, an easier way to work. And so, again, thinking if that's a direct uh, interface, so to speak, between wherever the source of the information or data is coming from and the person who's at the remote end, regardless of which way it's traveling, you just have that direct connection to those folks through whatever mechanisms that you have. It's not like you have to buy specific equipment. Am I understanding that correct? That is correct. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just wanted to circle back a little bit. You had mentioned earlier in the first segment about getting back to your office and forgetting why you wrote something down or forgetting you know, the, the context of what you what you were doing. And uh, one of the really nice things is the software allows for you to be, maybe you're taking a video of where you are and speaking or typing, and you can go back to your office and if you go down to a section of your notes and you can't remember what that was about, the software will allow you to jump to that and then the video will start playing of what you were what you were looking at at the time. So it's it's uh, pretty nice for for saving your brain on really busy days. So you can actually revisit whatever it was you were looking at at, at the time. Am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. Well, that's pretty interesting. I can I can see where as we're having this conversation, how this can be applicable to what we and the in the geospatial world do surveyors obviously are specifically who our members are but but we're part of the broader geospatial world so i can see where where those applications can uh, can really make a difference in in what we do absolutely i mean uh, us not being in that in that industry every day we use it for much more boring things like recording meetings and while we're taking notes we can jump back to <laughs> somebody talking in a room, but it would definitely be more interesting to use it in your world. Yeah, but you know, uh, uh, in the association world, you know, not in the the private practice world so much, but to some degree in in the private practice world, because that's one thing that that we do. Uh, Let's say, for example, I'm 
when you said that, it made me think of, of this. One of the things that we do quite often is whether we're working alone or working with other professionals for, let's say we're, we're making a pitch to, to be selected for a job. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking specifically uh, years ago I'd go with teams of people to visit some agency who had a big project and we were going to make our presentation. We wanted to be selected based on our qualifications and, and that kind of thing. So I could see something like this being used as a as a training tool, even. Um, Absolutely. So, and and is it correct? Well, this kind of makes sense, I guess. But I'll ask the question anyway. If I were making a presentation somewhere, and obviously I'm not taking my whole office with me to do that, but there are people back in my office who should be listening to what's going on. That link could be made too, right? It could, but actually, there's other um, there's other parts of the platform that would be better suited for that. I mean, they they allow for what are the Mike the web broadcast is up to I can't remember how many thousands of users now. Oh right. Uh, so is that when you say web broadcast, is that something like Skype or something like that, or it is Skype for business? Okay. Right. Okay. I, so I want to say it's ten thousand users. That you can broadcast wow. to. That's pretty amazing. And, and uh, I can just uh, add something else as well. That uh, when we uh, when we're talking about uh, Skype for Business, uh, one of the things that really saves time and just makes life easier is, uh, for instance, you can be uh, in your car and you'll get a uh, a person uh, connect with you, kind of like a text message, for want of a better word. But we all know text messages, uh, not a good idea to answer them while you're driving. But in uh, Skype for Business, you can actually then go straight through to hands-free driving on your phone and have a conversation with the person. Say to them, look, I'm sorry, I'm driving at the moment, so I can't text. But uh, let's discuss this, because, you know, you reached out to me. I can, uh, I can help. Maybe if I'm driving, I can just verbally help. And if not, I can pull over on the side of the road and give you the information you're looking for. So uh, the fact that it just integrates with the Bluetooth in your phone and uh, in Bluetooth in your car and then uh, gives you a hands-free capability really becomes an empowering uh, part of the platform as well. So in your your clientele, and is that spread over lots of different types of organ, uh, people? I mean, obviously, this is, you didn't do this just for surveyors. You did it for, for lots of other people. So I'm assuming this is something that pretty much any business could use? Absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, Specifically, uh, you know, anybody who spends a lot of time in their car driving around uh, doesn't necessarily have that much time to catch up on what they need to be talking about uh, on the next next job. And, uh, you know, instead of using the phone, you can do it straight from Skype for Business, and it just... It just integrates the whole thing like that. So, so that was one of the other uh, advantages of the cloud platform in that area. Um, another one is security. Um, I don't know if you, uh, if you know uh, every password that you have ever used or every password that you currently use, but I have a lot of different passwords. I have passwords for Amazon.com because I need to order supplies, Office Depot. It seems that everybody has an account the hardware stores and, you know, the associations I'm with and so on. And it's a good practice to make the password in every one of them the same. 
So uh, one of the things that we do, as I said, we're cloud services, not just Microsoft services. Um, one of the things we do is we work out how to uh, how, how to give you a um, a solution that means that you don't need to remember all these passwords. You just need to access one tool that gives you everything like that. So um, password management is a very important part of it, especially when you're talking about you know secure information and. And some of the jobs that you're working on in the surveying industry, I'm told... I hate to interrupt, Mike, but we have to go to our next break already, believe it or not. So we'll pick up on that when we come back. Sure, thank you. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes. Is your answer to staking lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes? Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As we were going to break, Mike was talking about password management, and that certainly hit home well with me. Uh, it's so hard to to try to keep up with passwords, and, and I suspect most people try to, to utilize some variation of one theme so that they don't totally forget what they're doing. I don't know if that's true or not, but... But I would think that rather than going too far afield in passwords, people try to, to use some some framework or some pattern that's turned around different ways for password management. So talk to me about the password management part that it sounds as though that would be allow somebody to be more diverse, uh, perhaps, in the passwords they use without having to worry about forgetting what they are. Uh, sure, Kurt. Yeah, so, so in actual fact, it's worse than that because... You know, I used to be able to, uh, um, you know, to 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 use my my daughter's name or something like that across every site. But nowadays, you know, this site requires characters. This one requires an uppercase character. Maybe this one requires a number. And you really don't want them to be the same anyway, because with the security breaches like 
you know, LinkedIn and various other places that have been hacked, it's really important to have different passwords for different uh, sites to limit your exposure. But, of course, how do you remember them all? And it's not on the back of a, of a napkin or on the back of a keyboard or anything like that. That's just not a good idea. So, so yeah, so password management allows you to do things um, like have individual passwords with the rules uh, for each individual site that you go to or, or each thing that you need access to. But I know you're going to say, well, but who's guiding the passwords? And, um, and what, uh, what the technology does is it allows you to do things like you can have a, a thing called a UBT, which is a little uh, electronic device that plugs into your laptop that you have to press the button at the right time and it will send a sequence through to, um, through to your, your uh, um, website that you access the, the passwords on in a very secure way. So that's called two-factor authentication. There's other things as well like the Azure Authenticator. So um, with Microsoft's Azure, you can authenticate the um, access by uh, generating a unique code or even just putting your fingerprint on your mobile device, which will authenticate back to your computer to allow you to log into the particular area you need. So these are called... Um, enterprise mobility services and um, they're just a really good way of, uh, of keeping all of the security uh, in check as well as not that this has ever happened to anybody because I know nobody leaves uh, a um, phone on their roof of their car and drives away. Um, but, uh, should that happen, uh, you can not only locate the device, you can lock the device and if you see the device is in the wrong people's hands, uh, you can wipe the device. But it's even more so than that, that let's say that you have to terminate somebody for some reason or they, you know, resign and don't give back, you know, your, your corporate uh, device or maybe it's their device, then you uh, potentially need to wipe your information and that's called a selective wipe. So you can remotely access um, their phone and you can wipe off your company data without wiping off, you know, the photos of their puppy and the last visit to grandma. That's amazing. <laughs> I, had, I had no clue that something like that. And, and the, the, the thing you point out is, has been an issue um, throughout history in terms of, you know, terminations, people leaving and... Uh, all different types of situations you get into and being able to recapture information that you need from that person or, as you were just recently pointing out, not allowing that person to have access to information after the fact, after they're no longer in your employee. That's always been a big issue. So, um, and, and I guess, in a sense, this type of thing sort of takes the personality part out of that too, right? I mean, it's... It, it's a difficult enough time for all parties when somebody's leaving, whether they're being terminated or decide to leave on their own. So maybe some of that uncomfortable nature of that of that situation gets taken away too, if I'm understanding this correctly. Absolutely, Kurt. And in fact, it goes a little bit further than that as well, is that um, not that everybody remembers every password, but uh, you can group the people together and you can say these people have access to these particular passwords that are corporate uh, needed passwords. For instance, the office staff might need to, to go to Office Depot for supplies, but uh, 
the surveyor might need to, um, the, the person out in the field, he might need to have some kind of account um, information with um, with Home Depot or Lowe's or one of the um, one of the specialist stores in in the um, in in the surveying industry. And of course, when they leave, you don't want them to have access to start ordering stuff on your behalf. So immediately they've been removed from the password um, access. So you don't need to worry about that because they no longer have access. You have this shared access, and now they don't have it shared to them anymore. But uh, more so than that is that then at least you can quantify where things are and you only have to change the password in one place and everybody gets to see the new password. So let's just say that you find that Target's been hacked and you change your password to your Target account, if there's a corporate Target account or whatever, and then uh, from there everybody gets to use the new password without even needing to know or caring that the password has been changed. So you can really separate out the processes from the people who are using them and, and that makes it much, much easier to live with because I, I don't remember anything but my, uh, but my password manager uh, um, passwords because every other password I don't need to know anymore. So it's very liberating. Right, and you don't have to carry all those little pieces of paper around in your pocket, right? So you can look them up when you need them. Uh, and that's going far afield, I guess, but, but it does seem that way sometimes. So if somebody were going to use the service, um, what's the getting started process? Let's say somebody calls and says, gee, Mike, I really want to take advantage of this. So um, the, uh, the the service itself is, is very inexpensive for a company of, you know, say 20, 30 people. It's probably only a couple of hundred dollars, if that. Um, it's all the, uh, the training uh, that, that we would do to show people how to use it effectively because, you know, there's no point somebody getting something and most cloud services are very inexpensive, but, you know, if, it's, uh, not, if you don't know how to use it properly, then you're not going to get the benefit out of it. So, so this is where we can, uh, you know, create a remote session so that they can, can interactively work with us uh, from our... Uh, from our office to their uh, to their desk, and uh, we can show them how to use it. We can discuss what their needs are, and we can get them going very quickly. And uh, then they can start taking the benefit of uh, taking advantage of the benefits that they have in uh, in that area. So once you get the, the the team, so to speak, let's say my company wants to do this, and so we have our our training session um, online, so to speak. And then what's the process then for all of the information that we're going to make available? I assume that's a relatively easily, easily done as well. Sure. Okay, let's just step through it. So the first thing I do is I say, okay, I'm going to teach you what the program does or what the, uh, what the web portal does. Um, and I'm going to then talk to you about how you're going to use it, talk about the kind of things that you would be uh, the, the reasons that you would be applying it. So let's say you you say, well, I have a company of this size and I need to have 40 people have access to um, passwords. I want to centralize all of this. And um, then we say, do you need high security or do you need medium or do you need low security in this? Because, you know, either we can do two-factor authentication or we don't need to or we can do multi-factor authentication. And, and so it's a case of working out what your risk is, 
and then uh, working out uh, who's going to be managing the, uh, the access to the passwords and then how, uh, how they're going to be maintaining and updating them and then who has the capability of that. So some people will have read-only access to the passwords. Other people who might need to access them and update them can have read-write access to the passwords. So it's, it's really more the methodology that makes it very successful. The, the products themselves are very easy to use. They're very inexpensive. That was a yearly cost of a couple of hundred dollars. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a daily cost. It was a, a yearly cost. Like I said, most cloud services are very cheap. Um, and it's just a case of um, finding out your needs and then um, a little bit of training. And we're only talking, you know, a couple of hours. And, um, and then uh, you're up and running. And then if you need anything else, uh, well, with uh, Skype for Business, you can just reach out to me pretty much any time um, and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. And um, can you help me through it? And it will just be a a very, very uh, um, short amount of time that we need to spend to solve the specific problems. So this is another thing that Cloud Services does is, for instance, if, if you have a problem that I need to solve with you, I don't have to get on a plane or drive in a car or something. I can just go online and do this. And of course, that's a huge uh, cost saving in travel time and in, um, in other costs because I don't need to come to you to solve the problem with you. And you know, sharing desktops and working remotely from each other like that is, is a very efficient way of doing things and, again, keeps the costs down. Yeah, it abs that absolutely makes sense. Well, we're a couple of minutes from our last break, so I, we may have to carry over from this question, but what does a typical client look like? We have everybody from... Uh, Marine, uh, marine companies who are OEMs for, for large container ships, uh, right through to the healthcare industry. Um, you know, we're about the technology, but we have to make it work for you. So, so what we do is we take our enterprise uh, experience and apply it to the specific person's industry and the specific person's needs, and uh, go from go from there. It, it's it's very easy for us to come in and learn and listen to what you need and then show you the best of what happens today so that you can get the benefit from it. So in a sense, it's basically customized for each client, really. And that's exactly the way we do it at Amaxra. We try and not do the one-size-fits-all. We listen and then we respond with a recommendation. Well, that's good good information to know, and we're 40 seconds out from the break, so I'm always hesitant to get into another topic when we're getting ready to, to go to break. Um, but um, when we come back, maybe we can talk a bit more about, we've talked about some general generalizations, and maybe you all want to talk about some more specific things that, that we haven't covered already uh, to make sure that our, our listeners understand the full breadth of, of what the company does. So when, when we get back from that break, we'll, we'll talk about that, and then perhaps during the break we can talk about other things I may have forgotten. So let's go do that break now, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. I'm not hearing the... 
commercials in the background, so I assume they're going on and we're just not hearing them. Okay. Um, you know, so, so, what have I forgotten? <laughs> no, I think it's funny. So a lady in Alaska just uh, just reached out to me on Instant Messenger. I've got to tell her that I'm busy on the radio station at the moment. <laughs> but uh, we have clients globally and... Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. When when we were on on the break, the three of us were talking about uh, a bit, and and Kelly, you wanted to provide some information about SharePoint and and data loss protections and the, and that kind of thing. So let's start that discussion, and and I'm sure questions will come to my mind as we're moving ahead. All right. So I wanted to add on to um, Mike's comments about security on mobile devices and add that um, within the platform they have the acronym is DLP, Data Loss Prevention, and you can set up rules very, very quickly that will scan emails and look for um, sensitive information that possibly should not be shared out. And you can create rules where that information is blocked altogether or a warning is sent or maybe somebody in um, your security department is notified that either a document or a piece of information has been sent out over email. And then outside of that, in a much friendlier sense, um, the email systems will also let you know right away. Let's say I start typing a message to Mike and he has decided to go excuse me, to Australia. As soon as I start putting his name in there and I start typing an email, I'll get a little notification that says, do you really want to send this because he's not here? Um, and it'll let me know when he'll be back because it's, it's either reading his calendar or his um, the message that he sent for out of office. So it can be a, a time saver there so you're not shooting off a message to somebody only to realize you've wasted your time. And uh, within SharePoint, any kind of documents that you store there and list items, databases, you can set down whether somebody can, how many people in your organization can view it. So maybe I've come to a website and I don't have access to a particular library. I won't even see it. I won't be able to click on it and get access denied and try to wonder why it wasn't shared with me. It was, won't be in my purview at all. And you can do that all the way down to a single document. So if you needed somebody lock, something locked down to just you and your CFO, you can do that. And it makes it... it it's a, it makes it easy so that you're not trying to spread your information out across multiple sites to keep certain things secure, and you're not um, having people trying to access things and because they can't see it. It'll just, by default, hide it from your view, and that includes navigation to subsites that are locked down to maybe just your HR department. Yeah, that's, that's good information, I think, for people to know, because... 
I guess it's it's normal or typical that when we talk about the cloud, um, we think about all of this information that's out there, sort of floating around, available. So, um, if I'm understanding you correctly, that's not necessary. That's not true. That you can you can protect or, or limit access to whatever you you need to, even though you're working through the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned other... something. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say you mentioned something about automation as well. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's nice you can set up between SharePoint and your your customer relationship management software. You can automate tasks. So if it has been you came back and you entered in a certain amount of data and you needed to follow up, let's say within three days, to certain people, you can have items triggered automatically, and it can either come back and trigger you to remind you that you have something to do, or it can send the emails on your behalf. If you have finished a case and you want to make sure that nobody else is going to uh, to edit those documents, you can set a workflow that once a certain trigger is met, it turns those documents into records, and they can no longer be edited, and they're moved to a different location. And there's also within your CRM you can automatically notify your customers. So you can send out, you know, maybe you do a quarterly newsletter to make sure you're keeping in touch with your customers and sharing helpful information with them. You can set all that up through your CRM. Very, very, it's a huge time saver. In fact, so, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. Like, yeah, I'd just like to add something there. Um, I shouldn't confess this uh, publicly, but... Uh, you know, I get emails back from people thanking me for remembering their birthdays. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you weren't supposed out, to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we send out uh, automated uh, greetings from the particular um, person who has a relationship with the customer saying, oh, happy birthday or various other greetings like that. And, uh, and I, I usually find out about this when uh, somebody replies back and says, thanks for thinking of me. So these are wonderful automated systems that are part of the cloud. Well, I'll have to share that with my wife. She's been, through the years, extremely good about keeping track of everyone's birthday that she knows, whether it's at work or through her national and international contacts. So maybe her memory won't have to be so good anymore. She can, <laughs> she, if she uses a service like this, then uh, they'll get those, those automatic. Uh, and I guess you can personalize those to whatever you want them to say. Oh, they're absolutely personal. This is this is why it's so powerful. Is that you know individual people get individual uh, emails cre created and sent as though it's you on your behalf in such a way that you have a look at it and say this this came from me. And um, this is one of the powers of these CRM systems is that through um, through some of the automated uh, emailing system, and we're not talking spam here. We're talking about very targeted. Um, yeah, you can you can send something very personal to somebody about a particular thing, and it, it could even be things like follow up. Hey, you haven't paid this bill right now. You know, would you mind taking a look at it? So instead of you spending all the time following up, following up, following up, um, the systems can do it for you so that you can focus on the big stuff. And I assume that this. Through the service, this could be this. The CRM could include this type of, of activity or service for anybody who's in the company that you choose, right? 
Absolutely. It's not just one person, yeah. anybody who has access to the system. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, I think we've pretty well covered the security side of things. Needless to say that it's only from the people who are authorized to use it, but for those people it's extremely empowering for them to be able to do it. And it goes even one step further because, you know, with the, the CRM systems and the add-ons that, uh, that enable this, you can even see whether somebody has opened, uh, they've received the email, whether they've opened it, uh, whether they've read it, forwarded it, what links they've clicked on, and um, and things like that. Uh, we had an example where somebody looked like they had opened this about 50 or 60 times, and uh, we uh, circled back with them and said, hey, glad you found this so interesting, but why? And she said, well, you know, I sent this on to my whole team. And so the link that she sent on was, was, was you know, customized to her, so, uh, so she forwarded it on, and you know, people took that information from there. So when you're sending out newsletters, bits of information, it's nice to know that it's been acknowledged. Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we do a newsletter every week that goes out to our, our members, basically, and um, the company we work, we don't do it, of course, but it's, it's through a service. But it, it is good to be able to keep track of are people really are people really looking at this, <laughs> or, or even the radio show for that matter? You know, have, we we have some some ways of knowing how many people are are listening at least when they come back in and and uh, not necessarily live, but when they download the shows and that kind of information is always good to have. And you may or may not be able to get all the demographics you need. And and I don't know is that is that something that's that's doable? Like for example, uh, if if you know who's or how many people are, are taking advantage, and you have a way of knowing who they are? Uh, yeah, because we uh, because they're tailored and customized to individual people as we send, uh, uh, send information out like that, yes, we can. And um, it, it also, as far as the demographics goes, uh, um, that's going into the area of marketing. Uh, we have a, a, a very, very uh, highly qualified person who was working for a multinational uh, Fortune and company, and, um, and and we're lucky enough to have her on board. So as far as the actual targeting marketing area, which is a little bit outside of my expertise, um, we absolutely have the right resources for that as well. That's good. We've got a, uh, about three minutes left for our show today, so I want to make sure that I thank you both for joining me before we get too close to the end, and then I'm trying to talk really fast. Uh, but but I do appreciate you being here. As I said, it was I really enjoyed meeting you when we were uh, out in Washington, and and this was intriguing to me, and I knew it would be of interest to our audience to learn more about this service. And and I'm going to assume that this service is available to anybody anywhere. That's correct. Yeah, we've got clients all over the world, and um, we're very happy to. Uh, uh, to do this for anybody, but uh, we just have to make sure that if we have to go on site, then obviously there's travel involved. But most of the time, we can do things remotely because that's what the cloud's all about. Great. Well, I, I don't know, Kelly. If, is there something that I've left out in our conversation that that we should should make sure people know about? Oh, you know, I think that we could probably talk for a few hours on all of the capabilities. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, I will just add in, um, you know, the, the CRM and all of the all of the information is integrated together. So um, as you're having conversations, 
uh, as you're having emails, they can all be recorded and integrated, and you can see everything um, in really actionable dashboards. So it's possible to pull all the disparate pieces in and, and see them in one view and, and get some really good insight as to what your next step should be. And, and I guess if someone were to contact you guys, you, you could have a conversation with them similar to what we're having if, to answer all their questions. Is that the way it works? Yes, it is. That's good. And, and of course, the website is www.amrax, which is A-M-A-X-R-A, dot com. So people can visit your website and learn learn more about uh, the system. And I'm sure there's that. <clears throat> excuse me, access information for the two of you and whomever else is in the in the company. Um, to and I, is that segregated out? So if they have a specific question, they can tell who to go to directly, or or. Do they have to go through some other source to say, hey, I need to talk about this? You know, we have our... Ways. Oh. Um, uh, one of them is to call us. We actually answer the phone. I know it's an old-fashioned thing to do, but if you were to call 425 <laughs> you'll actually get a, a warm body answering the phone with a very friendly voice. Um, we uh, we do that because we, we believe in the personal touch. So if phone works better, then phone. Otherwise, www.amaxa.com, and you'll be able to find your way from there. Well, I'm totally with you on the on the uh, personal answering of the phone. I, I totally agree that that's the best way to interact with people in, in any situation and have that that personal conversation with someone kind of like we've had here today so again i do appreciate you both joining me today and introducing amraxa to to our audience and beyond and uh, just so you know this show will be posted on the website um, at the station so you can go back and and download it if, if you like so again thank you so much for joining me today i really do appreciate it thank you so much for thank having you. us you guys have a great day you too Take care. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.